You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your favorite podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman. And guys, listen, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game with a full game replay. You can also replay an entire game and catch all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. So you miss out on all of that other stuff that really doesn't matter go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today nfl game pass where football never stops football won't be stopping uh, after next week for a very long time because the nfl regular season will start officially seven days from now i the texans take on the kansas city chiefs the texans also had a practice scrimmage you know, kind of a, a game, since they're having a Thursday night game, they had it at night to give that game type of feeling, prepare themselves because they want to provide themselves with every opportunity to get an edge simply because, you know, not to continue to beat a drum here, but there's no off season like there's been in the past. No preseason games to really see what your team can do against other opponents. So they've been trying to create the feel of a real game which I really do like that idea. I'm sure every other team in the NFL has been doing that, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about the Houston Texans. After that practice scrimmage, we had an opportunity to hear from our head coach, to hear from our quarterback, even heard from A.J. Moore, uh, who's been having a very good training camp, might I add. So Houston right now, with a week away, there are, uh, the thought around this organization is they're ready. They don't know how ready, but they are ready. Bill O'Brien has been very optimistic about what he has and who he has on this roster. Tim Kelly has also been that same way. We know about first-year D.C. Anthony Weaver, and he's really, really quick. He's been doing a good job of just providing boost and praise and confidence to either the young guys, you know, the mid-vets, and the veterans that's been in the league for a very long time. I also want to add that Rookie outside linebacker Jonathan Gennard missed last night's scrimmage. He's also missed a couple practices in the past week due to a hamstring injury. It sucks to hear bad news. Now, with that being said, I want to talk about who Bill O'Brien gave a highlight to on who stood out most last night. But I really hate Jonathan Gennard, Cody. Uh, may miss a couple games in the season. Here's also an idea they could do. If they don't feel like he's going to be able to come in week one, which is seven days away, and contribute in the first few weeks because of that hamstring injury. And we know what players like Will Fuller, hamstring injuries can linger. Uh, they may put him on IR and bring him back sometime after week eight if they really need to, which I think they will at some point. Uh, Anthony Weaver really wants all of his rookies to get playing time this year, even though it, it is a veteran year. But to see him battling against a hamstring injury when he was having a very good solid camp, that really – as uh, a blow to Houston, but what I will say is Houston does have somebody that initially last week I said may not reach his goal. Bill O'Brien talked about Jacob Martin. I can't wait to talk about that. 
Yeah, you know, it sucks for Grenard, but let me just say this. To be honest with you, John, I don't think that there was any chance for Grenard to get a solid rotational spot in this defense as well because you saw you already signed Zach Cunningham, which is possibly the future, well, one of the futures of this team. You already know um, Whitney Merciless, Jacob Martin. Last week, we talked about it. He said he wanted to be in a situation where he is going to be able to record double-digit sacks. You and I really didn't agree on that statement, but for the second straight week following his scrimmage, Martin was one of the players that Bill O'Brien raved about. I mean, raved heavily about. Every time he was asked, which one of these players stood out to you the most during the team scrimmage, Martin name was always the first and at the top of the list. So, it sucks that Jonathan Grenard is injured, but the fact that he has missed possibly the last week and a half of training camp going into a season where Bill O'Brien already talked about how much he's going to rely heavily on his veterans. I honestly do think when it comes to Jonathan Grenard, it will be in the Texans' best interest to take the Kaheli Warren route. Look, just like they did with Warren last year. We don't need you this year. Let's put you on IR. Let's get you some reps with the practice squad. And possibly next year, you could be a guy who can play a real valuable piece for this Houston Texans defense. So, I mean, you know me, John. I, I was really big when we drafted Grenard. I still have a lot of faith in him. Um, as Anthony Weaver said a couple of weeks ago, the sky is the limit for this kid. But rookie season, a crazy rookie offseason, I might add, you already hurt. Just put him on IR. Let it get some reps towards the end of the year. Who knows? Maybe we'd be sitting at the top of our division the very last game of the season. Let him get a lot of reps. But hamstring injury or not, I don't think Jonathan Gennard could have played a major piece in this Texans defense. Well, I definitely disagree with that. But, I mean, I, I love your idea uh, and suggestion of taking the Kaheli Warren route. I, I think that's pretty good. You, you Like you said, you keep him around. He grows as a player. Because if he's around, of course, he will be still training. He still will be learning with the season as it goes on. So I really like that idea. Uh, but I still disagree that he would not have a, a major impact. Not major, major, but he still would have had an impact somewhere. And also, let's not forget, the Texans are big on special teams. He could have been big on special teams for Houston if he wasn't a true rotational guy along that defensive front. But you're right, man. I just really wanted to see him. You you wanted to see him. You were big when we drafted him. I was as well. Florida guy. Uh, and I'm always big on Florida edge rushers, uh, linebackers, or DNs outside of Dominique Eagle. He really let me down. But uh, you're absolutely right, Cody. Um, and I look at it as such an unfortunate for both sides because Houston had been preparing. Let's 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 be honest. Houston had been preparing to keep him. Um, in that rotation, give him some burn. Him and Ross Blacklock, give those guys some burn on the field. Allow those rookies to go out there and get some playing time, right? But with this, it's a setback because now, yes, you have to give one player more time. And you mentioned taking that Kaheli Warren route. I think that's a good route. If you put him on IR, if you want to bring him back, you can. But that'll also free up a roster spot. You can bring in somebody else now. If you free up their roster spot to make that 52 turn into 53, there's still valuable free agents out there, one of which used to play for Houston uh, around this time last year, Javion Clowney, who is still unsigned. Hmm. But, you know, they're going to have their challenges regardless. Uh, 
it's just going to be a little bit more challenging for Houston moving forward with seven days away. Really six, because once you get to the seven day, there's nothing else you can really do outside of announce who's starting and who's injured. But they're going to have a challenge going uphill, which is why I suggested don't get caught up in the first two or three games, at least defensively. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that's been going on behind the scenes with this defense, considering there's a there's a new D.C., first year official D.C., and then there's new players. Give these time, give these guys some time to actually grow with one another playing against other teams. All of that being said, and Thursday night football around the corner this season, like I told you guys earlier, get your football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. So none of that other flack that you don't care for. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all of the action, all of the football you can handle in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You can also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from players' perspective as they break down game concepts and techniques. Learn from your Houston Texans star Deshaun Watson, or you can learn from Stephen Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archives. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. You know, we can go back and forth all day, every day. We're probably going to go back and forth all season, especially, you know, given the results that the Houston Texans may give us in 2020. But we all was shocked. We all were blindsided by the trade of DeAndre Hopkins. Some of us were blindsided and a little bit shocked by the trade of Jadavion Clowney. But Bill O'Brien knew that we have a franchise quarterback by the name of Deshaun Watson. And in order to make sure we not only keep Watson for an extended period of time, but to make sure he's healthy and to make sure that he stays in the prime of his career for a, an extremely long time, Bill O'Brien knew that he had to build that offensive line. An offensive line, by the way, that gave up 62 sacks in Watson's second year, coming off an ACL injury, I might add, from his rookie season. But, you know, with all that being said, here we are going into the 2020 season. And for the very first time, possibly since, what, 2014, 2015, the Houston Texans are returning their original starters of the offensive line from the previous season. And, of course, the head of the snake is Laramie Tunsil. Bill O'Brien knew he had to get Laramie Tunsil, not only to get him, but make sure that you pay him because Tunsil is the head of this line, followed by, followed by Nick Martin, Titus Howard, this offensive line has the potential to be one of the best in the league, especially since they're going into their second year together and possibly their, I don't want to call it full training camp because, you know, it was a weird training camp, but these guys actually had an extended amount of time, a longer amount of time to learn one another and to become accustomed to one another heading into this new season. And I say all that because yesterday, outside of Jacob Martin, Bill O'Brien said that he was very excited from what he's seen from this offensive line. Tim Kelly said the same thing the previous day. It just lets me know that 
the Texans are in a situation where they're, they're not only going to be able to protect their quarterback, but they are going to be able to protect the players who's representing the run game in those Johnson brothers. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he was asked, what kind of unique block Bill O'Brien I'm talking about? What's kind of unique about blocking for quarterback Deshaun Washington for this offensive line with the way he plays? And Bill O'Brien responded with, you've got to block forever. <laughs> that was the to his response to the question that was his response he's got to block forever we've seen it by my and might i add i don't want to see that this year Me uh, but the play is never over going back to what he said the play is never over got to block to the echo of the whistle that's what it's like when you're blocking for deshaun you got to hold your block for a long time because he's going to try to keep the play alive and that's what makes him who he is yeah, some of these guys have played with him for a year now, some three years, so they're used to everything. They're just used to the way he plays, his playing style, his cadence, and the way he calls a play. They're used to everything, and I think that's a good thing. And you know what? It absolutely is. To see this camaraderie come back for another year, back-to-back, right? And last year we had two rookies, one of which did not play. What did Titus Howard play? Eight games last year, only played eight games, missed half yeah, a season. Yeah, it's all about six yeah. or eight. Yeah, so and then you look at Larry Tunsil, who was thrown on this offense a week before, around this time last year. <laughs> uh, and then you have rookie Max Sharpen, Nick Martin, and Zach Foden. I can't wait to talk about him in a little bit. But this offensive line is a unit that when I'm reading what the articles are on ESPN or Sports Illustrated, just around the NFL and sports world, very underappreciated. And I think – when you look around the NFL period in each offensive line, you know, the Texans took a lot of flack from media members last year, which I thought was unfair. They still call this offensive line, you know, bad. And of course, a lot of those guys don't really watch football. A lot of those guys only look at numbers. We look at offensive lines. Let's look at the difference. That's why I think Laramie Tunsil, that's why I know Laramie Tunsil deserved his money because adding him helped cut down 20 sacks from the previous year. And he mentioned, you've got to block forever for Deshaun. You know what that means? Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes he'll get the ball out. Sometimes he's going to get a sack. So we accredit Deshaun Watson for some of those sacks. Tim Kelly also added uh, not too long ago that they're going to work on getting that ball out quicker. Uh, but this offensive line is very underrated and very underappreciated because we haven't seen Houston – have back-to-back years with the same offensive line. So the expectation for them around the city is to have a good year, to to have a decent year like you did last year and build on that. I think the expectation around the media and the league is show us what you got. I hate that approach because they did that last year with two young guys, two very young guys, two rookies, two first-year players, and one of which, like I mentioned, only played half the season. And then you've got to look at, they were plugged in Roderick Johnson, who I actually like as a backup, but he struggled last year. He had a very bad year. Well, not bad, but it, it wasn't good. You know, it was yeah for backup. And so Bill O'Brien giving praise to this offensive line is one thing that I love to see. I also want to talk to Texans fans. Just hear me out. I think you guys, because we've seen it on Twitter, we've been asked about it. We've, we've been, you know, mentioned about what will the Texans do for upgrading the right guard position, which happens to belong to Zach Fulton. And I don't think you guys understand the importance of a guy who's been in the league five years, alongside with Nick Martin. Nick Martin's been in the league six years, I believe. 
But you got Larry Tunsil, who's a veteran. You got Nick Martin, and you got Zach Fulton. And he gets a lot of flack, right? We want to upgrade. We want to upgrade. I don't know if you guys remember when Larry Warford was, you know, being speculated to come to Houston. And a lot of you guys kind of bash Zach Fulton. Like, he's just terrible. Like, he's a part of that offensive line that was uh, abysmal because of him. And I got to tell you guys, he's very underappreciated here in Houston. Yes, his run blocking could be a lot better, uh, but he's a very good pass blocker. Had a, had a 77 pass blocking grade with PFF. Only gave up one sack last year. Only had eight penalties. He's very good for what he is here in Houston. And I think he and Nick Martin should get a lot more credit for being one of those solid veteran guys that has helped mold this offensive line moving forward. Is he a Larry Warford? Is he an all-pro? No, he is not. Everybody is not going to be that. Let's be realistic. Let's be for real. But he's still a good offensive lineman. He's still very serviceable. And I think he has been underappreciated for what he has done here in Houston. Along with Jacob Martin, Bill O'Brien also gave kudos to rookie running back Scotty Phillips and on wide receiver Stephen Mitchell Jr. And I want to bring those two guys up because – the Texans are in the midst of cutting down their roster. Of course, 53-man roster, and of course, you have 16 players on the practice squad. And I wanted to bring those two names up because those two guys, especially Scotty Phillips, I don't see them being a part of the 53-man roster because those are two players who play a position that is very well established. Um, you know, we can go back and forth on the running back position all day, but, you know, wide receiver, running back, very well established, full of veterans. Even if they were to make the 53-man roster, it would basically be a waste. But those two guys I can see being a part of that 16-man practice squad because we all know what's going on in the world. We all know that this is going to be one crazy of a season. And, you know, prayfully this don't happen. But if any team, especially the Houston Texans, get caught where multiple guys are – being hit and testing positive for the coronavirus, then you're going to make sure that you have some talented and reliable players from the practice squad to come in and try to make some plays on Sunday. So, you know, I wanted to bring those two guys up because like I mentioned, I believe they're going to be on the practice squad, 16 man practice squad. And um, if by any chance, if they are in a position where they need to play, I think Scotty Phillips might be, the guy who can come in and relieve the Texans, let's say if David Adu Johnson gets injured, then that forces Karan Higdon to be moved up in the depth charts, which means there might be a small possibility that Scotty Phillips may have to be forced to get into a game, possibly as a third down back. But, you know, I just wanted to, you know, once again, just talk about those two guys because Phillips and Mitchell, both of these guys had very good training camps. Um, hopefully at some point during the season, we'll see them. If not, we know we have some solid guys on that practice squad if their names and numbers do need to be called throughout the season. Yeah, so absolutely. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about the 53-man prediction, who's going to get cut, and some more Texan news. But I got to tell you, I really do disagree with you. I think Buddy Howe may be cut, and I think Scotty Phillips may actually make the roster. Now, we you don't really think need- so. I think so. We really don't need him for running back, but like I said, but like we've mentioned, special teams is a big aspect for Houston. 
And uh, we know Cullen Gillespie will make the roster. He's a running back, fullback, kind of utility player. Um, he will make the roster. I think Buddy Howell, and I mispronounced his name earlier, but I think Buddy Howell will be the one to get cut. Because I think there's some players, like you mentioned, that could possibly come back if needed. But I also think there are some players that, you know, to call it what it is, we just don't need you. And by the way, the Texans have 11 defensive backs to look at. That's going to be interesting. Interesting enough, I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. But listen, check out the Locked On Texans Twitter and Facebook page. Tomorrow is Friday. You know, give us your questions with six days away from Thursday Night Football. What better way to kick off the NFL season than watching your favorite team? Also, if you cannot watch it at the time it comes on, life happens. We understand it. We have just given you guys the opportunity to get some knowledge about NFL game day pass. Free trial. Who doesn't love a free trial? And I know you guys out there, you're going to add your credit card. And when the free trial is a day from being up, you're going to take it off. So go ahead or keep it for the rest of the season. Learn some more about football, about listening to some of these players in the film session. Very valuable. Check out NFL Game Pass. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.